passion and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football. Welcome back. We have reached the second hour of our program. Glad to have you on board. And let's get right to it. He's back. Carson Beck. Returning for his senior season. He made it dramatic. Was it really, though? Rusty Manziel, many have called this the most important acquisition of the Georgia signing class. Rusty Manziel from Dogs AQ. Rusty, great to see you again. It's been a while, and uh, thanks so much for making time. Uh, so what about it? Was there, was there really a shot at Carson Beck going elsewhere or going pro? He definitely did his due diligence, and that's why it took a couple of weeks. And I kind of thought after the SEC championship game, if Georgia would have won that game, we might be having a different discussion, Paul. But uh, I think what played in Georgia's favor, uh, it's a deep quarterback class. Obviously, he knew that. But with with Carson Beck, here's a couple of things, Paul, I'll give you with that. He has a two-time national champion. He is an SEC champion, but he hasn't started one of those games. And that's important to him. He wants to be the guy that can say, I was the quarterback for the national champions. I won the SEC championship while I was the quarterback at the University of Georgia. I think it played in their in their, in their favor. And I think Carson Beck, listen, Paul, he's been there since 2020. Let's go, let's kind of look at his 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 year. 2020 red shirts. 2021, he battles for the job. He doesn't get it. 2022, he sits behind Stetson Bennett again. So he sits there for two years. He doesn't leave. He had the opportunity to leave. He didn't. He stayed at the University of Georgia. He was confident in the pieces around him. And when he got the starting job, he had a big-time season. He just did not win that last game. And I think that that fueled his fire to come back. Because I do think, Paul, had he went into the NFL draft, teams were going to be impressed with him. Uh, because I'm telling you, you can see him throw in person, man. He's got a very live arm. I, I agree with all that, but I do not, and I do not want to get in the way of a, of a Disney movie, Rusty. But where do you think he would have graded uh, among the – a, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people said mid second they were comfortable there. But you, Paul, you know, it only takes one team to fall in love with you, and you can see the product on Sundays in the NFL. It's not great right now, quarterback wise. So, you take a kid that's this smart off the field. You take him playing the SEC at 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, 3,700 yards, and the first time he started in three years. So. You never know where it could end ended up. But, I mean, here's the thing. You know, if, even if he's a second rounder, I look today, the first pick of the second round is a $9 million deal. So he has an opportunity to really make some money. But I do think the fact that they did not win the SEC championship and they're not in the playoff was a huge deal for Carson Beck ultimately coming back to Jordan. Yeah, in, in years past, Russie, uh, nobody would dare ask a question like I'm about to ask you. But mm -hmm. considering he could have made millions of dollars going pro, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think those conversations were like between whoever the right person would be and, and Carson Beck about staying? Yeah, certainly that's that the name is likeness. This is what it's about. I mean, the endorsements. I mean, on Sunday, he's throwing a football around at academy with a bunch of young kids. Well, he didn't go just hang out at academy and have a bunch of media around. Certainly academy's probably going to be a, a part of him if they're not. Uh, being a quarterback at a big time program like Georgia, you know, he's going to have opportunities to make enough money to where it's worth his time to come back. And that is what NIL is about. What you can make in endorsements and those types of things. That was the original thought anyway uh, on NIL. So when you look at that, he certainly 
had to have uh, some people around him. I think he's got an agent. I think he's got some marketing guys with him. And that that's what that's the advantage of today is he's able to use those things and make money while playing again at the University of Georgia. I certainly think his endorsement, you're going to see the billboards and those types of things, and he certainly has earned that. Rusty Manziel with us from Dogs HQ. Rusty, uh, three weeks ago, Georgia knocking on the door of yep. another title, a three-peat. Today, it looks all gone. It looks like uh, mm -hmm. a ghost town the day after. I know it's not, but it sure yeah. feels that way from a distance. What's it like inside that bubble? Uh, it was shocking off for Georgia fans. They didn't know what to do for a couple of days. And uh, certainly, you know, I, I talked to a parent this weekend who has a junior at Georgia, and they told me she didn't know how to act. She's never lost. You know what I mean? She didn't know what she didn't know what was going on. And uh, but listen, Kirby Smart, unbelievable motivator, unbelievable motivator. Uh, on three, on three dot com just broke Florida State. Uh, probably first rounder Jared Burst is opt out of the Orange Bowl. They had several players opt out publicly, at least publicly right now. It looks like most of these guys from Georgia are going to play. I'm confident in this part, Paul, as I say this, as Georgia goes to this Orange Bowl. And for lack of a better term, I'll just use it. I think you're going to see a pissed off Georgia team. I think they're going to go down there. I think they're going to be motivated to play. They got beat, and they got beat by Alabama. There's no excuse there. They got beat by three points, and they missed the field goal. There's this and that. It could have been a different scenario in that game. But this is not the culture at Georgia right now is to not play in the playoffs. And I think Kirby Smart, who's done a tremendous job. Hell, I don't know if he had these guys believing they are going to be 7-5 and five last year or not, but it worked. Uh, but he's going to have these guys motivated, I believe, to go down to Miami, and you're going to see a very, very uh, focused Georgia football team at Orange Bowl. Let's talk about that for a second because it's not just uh, all the usual things, but uh, yep. if Georgia loses this game, there, there's going to be a lot of folks gunning for those who have been vocal from the commissioner of the Southeastern Conference to – couple of media people to just the reputation of the, the SEC in general. Uh, I, mean, I, I know they know all that, but how much can he do with that? The pride of Georgia, really a Georgia loss would, it's hard to calculate uh, how demoralizing that would be. That would be a very, very bad ending of this season for Georgia to go lose that game to Florida State, even with Florida State with a lot of opt-outs. Listen, this, this is not the same team Florida State had in October. Let's just be honest with you. Uh, not 100% sure on all their guys. They've had several that's opted out. So you look at Georgia, and it winds up being a Georgia pride <laughs> thing, a Kirby Smart pride thing, and then it winds up being an SEC pride thing where you want to win for your conference playing this game. And you don't think Kirby Smart's going to have a discussion of, hey, they should have put us in this playoff, and let's let everybody remember who we are. We had a couple of weeks off to get healthy, and let's show the country who we really are at this 4 o'clock time slot next Saturday. Let me go to another factor here, and uh... – I know that's a sore spot for Kirby Smart and Georgia fans, but there's no getting around uh, another lost opportunity here uh, against Nick Saban. And I realized mm -hmm. the last time they were able to quickly uh, undo the damage from the SEC championship, this time it really hurt. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't scrape away uh, the one the, the, the one the one mark against Kirby these last couple of years, uh, even beating Saban for a title. But so much was lost, and also all, all that Saban was on the verge of losing has now been restored. Uh, that's hard to calculate, especially uh, if you're in Athens, Georgia right now. 
you look at those games, Paul, and not only have they been big games, somebody's season's over when they play. Somebody's season is just about over. And, you know, Georgia's season wasn't over losing that game. But here's what Kirby Smart's done. He's won national championships. He's won multiple national championships. He's won Orange Bowls, Sugar Bowls, all that stuff. What Kirby Smart, the box he has left to check, is to beat Alabama and Nick Saban in Mercedes-Benz. Now, he'll have to go to Tuscaloosa this year to play Alabama again. But I'm sure they know that. They know they know they've had problems with that team, specifically in Mercedes-Benz, for whatever reason. But you know, that's the next big hurdle, I think, for Georgia. But as far as what the where the program is, you know, Georgia's lost one game in, in three years almost, and the fan base doesn't know what to do. That tells you how far Kirby Smart has brought this program in that sort of a time, back to back defending national champs. So they've they've done a lot but the last box that kirby smart i think needs to check he's got to be in alabama in mercedes-benz well but there's a, there's a lot more to it than that uh what, yeah. what, what, what that game uh, did or undid was the ability to, to let alabama right back to where they've always been and that's credit with, them. and that's with a foot on georgia's throat well credit alabama because they beat georgia and, and listen you can go back and have well, all I know, these but, different but, plays. but the problem I'm, I'm trying to suggest here is yeah for all the mm -hmm. greatness of this run and and we were on the verge of the greatest run in college football history it just seems yeah. rather empty today uh yeah georgia fans are used to playing for the national championship i mean i don't know that it's empty but i mean the disappointment yeah they've, they've been accustomed to playing for the national championship so got to find a way to beat alabama they'll have another opportunity they'll play them again this year they're going to tuscaloosa this time but Got to get over that hurdle. Not going to make an excuse there. You've got to get over the hurdle again of beating Alabama. Rusty Manziel from Dogs HQ. Thank you for the time. We'll head to the break right now. More to come. More of your phone calls at 855-242-728. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. Welcome you back, and Alan is calling next. Good afternoon, Alan. 
Hey, Paul. Hey, Alan. Uh, hey, you remember me? I used to call all the time. Alan from Woodsville. How about somebody else? Carol is up next in Waycross. Hello, Mr. Paul. How you doing? Carol is not next. JB is up next. Is the third time the charm. JB, go right ahead. Hey, Paul. How you doing? We are doing well. First time caller from down in the SIP in Laurel, Mississippi. Good deal. Uh, I was calling to you about uh, about the Ole Miss situation. First of all, I'd like to say I love your show. And all these Alabama and Georgia fans, they deserve being able to talk crap on your show. And uh, I'm not like a lot of people in, the, in the, at Ole Miss. We don't – We I'm not – into doing that right now because we have nothing to show. To show you what I mean, Paul, uh, when I went to school at Ole Miss, we had Ken Cooper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when, when I was – when it started there, we had Ken Cooper, and, and then we went on to Sloan, Steve Sloan. So I've had many bad new years with the Rebels. But I'm going to tell you, Paul, I think it's going to be the perfect storm uh, and uh, it's taken me a long time to drink the Kool-Aid, but I think I've drank some of it now. Um, what do you think? I, I think I think, I, think, I think Ole Miss is in a position to make a run at the title next year. Now, I, I know uh, some are just automatically going Alabama-Georgia, but I, th- I think with Alabama in Oxford and oh, – excuse me, I don't, that game is not on the schedule. Well, Georgia, yeah, we don't Georgia. play Alabama, that's yeah, a plus. Yeah. I, I was thinking conventionally, not uh, – the schedule I've already looked yeah. at. Um, it, I really, I think their schedule sets up where they could win the, they could get to the SEC championship. I, and I'm, I'm pretty, believe it or not, pretty confident they'll make the 12 team playoff. Oh yeah, uh, I, I would count on that. Ten games, uh, two out of the last three years, uh, and their their portal this year is amazing. Yeah, they got a great team. If we I mean, could just get a Walter. Uh, Nolan in, but unfortunately for us, I think Georgia made a move on them and they got bigger pocketbooks than we do. Well, uh, whether they do or not, Ole Miss has been phenomenal so far. There's already a report out that they're extending uh, Kiffin's contract again. I don't know how that's possible considering he just got a new contract, but everything is on the table these days in college sports. How about Randy next up? Uh, Hey, Randy. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? Randy, we're doing great. Um, I got two things for you real quick, buddy. I just wanted to check and see what you thought about um, the Florida State-Jordan game and, I mean, yeah, Florida State-Jordan game and what it means for President coming back for 2024. Well, I, I'm I'm somewhat underwhelmed by all the drama concerning Carson Beck. I would have had him at 99% coming back. So uh, I'll defer to all my friends in Georgia who are treating yeah, us like I, the homecoming. I would going to say that I feel like Georgia, uh, Georgia is uh, Georgia will win the national championship in 2024. Yeah, I'm I not, think, I'm not uh, ready to predict I that. Yet, I, I think anybody who predicts anything right now, Randy, uh, better hold on to their their belt because you just have to wait a couple more days, see who lands there from a recruiting standpoint and from a portal standpoint. Kobe Smart's got his belt. I mean, Kirby Smart's had his book great, so I'm not really worried right, about right, it. Right. At some Smart point, Kirby Smart's going to, going to have to uh, deal with 
the demons and uh, not that he's smart. I mean, he can be, he, he's you know, smart. If he has to face Nick Saban again next year after losing to him or beating him. Uh, it, it really, I mean, I think they'll be in the playoffs, okay, well, but, but remember no. something, Randy, <laughs> this is not, I, I mean, I fell no. into the trap a minute ago and we, we all have to put guardrails up. This is not your normal. I want to hear for legend. I want to hear for legend. Because Alabama will, Alabama will win it this year, but we're taking it back in 2024. Okay. Well, thanks for the uh, confidence. Catherine is up next in Florida. Good afternoon, Catherine. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? We are doing great. I think you probably need a Z-Pack, uh, sounds like. I am uh, five days into one, but thank you for offering. Oh, are you really? <laughs> okay. Well, I hope it kicks in. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> kicked in quickly. Listen, I've been thinking about this for a long time. How do you, how do you think that Lane Kiffin would have maybe uh, fit in as a, a coach for uh, the Florida Gators? Perfectly. I I think he uh, just seems to have that kind of personality that uh, I think maybe uh, we, you know. I think I think Kiffin. Uh, there are there's only a handful of places where I think he would be suited perfectly for, and I think Gainesville is one of them. Right. Well, he seems to, you know, sort of have like the personality of Steve Spurrier. I think he could get along with the boosters. Um, I'm not sure what happened with him in Tennessee when he left. Well, well, well Catherine, the, the truth is nothing happened. Uh, he, he was there for one year. He, uh-huh. had, he had done a pretty good job of, of turning the program around. And and then he left. Uh, he got he got the job of his dream, Southern Cal, to to replace his mentor in Pete Carroll. And <laughs> would it have mattered if, if if he had handled everything correctly? No, because once a once a coach leaves, uh, it's, you might as well just burn the place down. Uh, and you know, I mean, Lane was immature at the time, so everything he could do to make it worse, he did. But it was still mm-hmm. going to be a, a mess. I mean, I remember that night. He literally, he literally left in the middle of the night. And right. <laughs> nobody nobody knew it was happening. And uh, there are bad feelings ever since. Oh, I know. The, those Tennessee fans were just furious. And um, they even said they wanted to name a sewer plant after him. Yeah, but, but that, by the way, that happened to Florida, if you remember, about 50 years ago when uh, Doug Dickey left. Uh-huh. Or excuse me, Doug well, Dickey left Tennessee for Florida. I mean, you know, Napier, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I mean, Napier is okay, but he just doesn't seem to have, um, I don't know, the right chemistry for for Florida, you know, and... God knows we certainly need something because it's, it's well, Napier, been really rough. Uh, Napier's in a, Napier had one chance really to survive after the season, and that was to dominate the postseason transfer portal and recruiting. And, you know, he may still win tomorrow on National Signing Day, but a lot of the mm. steam is out, and he, he starts next season way behind. Mm. Well... I, I I don't know. It's we my I've been a fan for 53 years since I married my husband, a Gator fan, and uh, it's it's just been really rough this last little bit. So well, I mean, this, this is Florida football we're talking about. We're we're not talking about uh, some middle to lower division type of school. This is a school that right. 
that well, there, was, there was disappointment, Catherine, because they didn't win three national championships in a four-year period under Tebow and, and, and Urban Meyer. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it very, very much. Let's uh, check in with Ronnie, who is in Montgomery. Hello, Ronnie. Hey, Paul. How are you doing? I am doing uh, great. Thank you for taking my, my call. Oh, uh, you there, Paul? I sure am. Oh, okay. Uh, I was wanting to ask you if you know anything about uh, a young woman on jocks. I think it's ninety four five in Birmingham, uh, named Molly Robinson. Uh, yes, I know. I know a little bit about her. Oh man! I, well, I just wanted to uh, suggest maybe if you thought it, it would be worth your while to to have her on an interview one day, because. Man, she she's really terrific on that show, I, and she she's a young woman, and she's just so impressive to me. I thought I'd call you and suggest her to you to maybe interview yeah, no, her, or when, maybe uh, even she, maybe even when you need a fill in, uh, let okay. her fill in for you when you need one. Well, she. Um, uh, what do you think? What do you think? Well, my one of, uh, Pat Smith is the co-host of that show with her, and I remember right. we had a brief conversation when when they were looking toward her. And uh, they're really happy with her. I talked to Pat, in fact, yesterday. So uh, I appreciate that suggestion, and uh, we'll, we'll get her on here one day. Thank you very, very much. We will take a short break. More to come and more guests right after that. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back, and Alan is calling next. Alan in Florida, good afternoon. Hey, Paul, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Hey, I don't know if you remember. I'm, I used to call you all the time. Alan from Woodville, Florida. Oh, sure. Uh, I was just wondering. My uncle used to live in Birmingham years, probably 20 years ago. And he used to call your show all the time, and I and I think y'all used to have a. Could you win prizes for? I guess maybe well, trivia. Yeah, I mean, back in the early days of the show, uh, we would literally pay you to call. Um, well, we couldn't literally pay you, so we would give away. Uh, we're talking the, the first couple of years. I mean, we would give away restaurant tickets and movie passes. Yeah. And, Oh, yeah. But I was just wondering if you, if you remember, his name was Al Pike. Oh, yeah, I do remember him. I mean, his, well, he went by Al, but, his, I mean, because his name was Abner Lavoid. Yeah. He went by Al or uh, Bubba. 
was a nickname. I do remember him. And my he father might have called you too. His name was Tom. Tom. Tom Pike. What was their? Uh, oh, Tom Pike. I definitely remember him. Yeah, that's my father. Okay. But my uncle was Al. Okay. But I was just wondering if you remember him. Yeah. No, it was uh, the the first couple. Of he years married. Of- he married an my my uncle married an Alabama girl, Betty. Okay. And they used to always say, you know, back then, because, you know, we, we were Gator fans. My uncle went to Florida. But whenever the Gators were out of it, they'd root for Alabama. Because, you know, they'd say, wait till next year. <laughs> well, uh, by the way, uh, how's your, uh, I mean, are, are, are Al and Tom still around? No. My, my uncle, he passed away probably 20 years ago. And my okay. dad passed away probably about six or seven. Okay. But, well, I mean, they used to. They used to call you all the time, and I just – and, you know, I used to call – remember I used to call when a Musrat was – I used to call Musrat when he was coaching us? Oh, sure. He, I think you might remember me. I, of course I remember. Uh, nobody ever – nobody else called him that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you – if you, uh, I mean, the hardest thing is if you sound like every other fan, but when you come up with some distinction, you will stand out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you took my call. And like I said, it's been a long time, and I'm going to start calling you back. I want to get in. I want to get in. I want to get that special number. <laughs> Alan, uh, you call me off the air. I'll, I'll sell it to you for five dollars. Okay. Okay. Hey, thanks so much. Great to hear from you. And uh, remember your uncle and dad well, just like I remember John well. John. Hey, Paul. How are you doing today? John. Hey, John. Paul. Paul, you there? I am. Well, Paul, I hate to rain on the parade, but, you know, I guess I'm going to have to be a little bit of Grinch who stole Christmas with uh, the show. But, uh, you know, let I think, Paul, we really need to really talk about some serious things with the – I guess I'm just going to say the – the format of your show about how you select callers, because I think, I think you have a list of people, Paul, that you allow to come on the show every day, and you have a predefined agenda that you're going to talk about. And anytime anyone calls up and disagrees with you, or really doesn't follow the quote-unquote party line, Paul. You basically discount their input and move on. And I guess you you understand what I'm saying, Paul? John, I, I'm not one of these yes, people sir. that have to win every argument. That's not really in my DNA. I'm a talk show host. I want to hear from everyone. But well, I mean, why don't on, you do John, that, then, allow Paul? Me Thirty more seconds, Paul. This no, is, this no, is John, the bigger uh, issue I have with you sometimes, John, Paul. John, is your mean, you Paul? Realize, you're mean spirited. You realize that your argument a minute ago proved that I that you undid your own argument. No, I did not, no, sir. No, you did because I allowed you to ramble on aimlessly and incomprehensibly for about a minute and a half, and there's not one thing you said that is true. It is very true, sir. And you know it. Well, I feel like you, I'm a better you, judge of who gets in this show and what the agenda is than some crank from Missouri 
who calls in here half-baked about half the time. No, I'm not half-baked, Paul. I'm trying to talk sense about the show and the well, content and, and, and of the John, show. And, John, for the record, so am I. Well, Paul, you're, you're mean-spirited. You know that? I do not know that, no. Well, you are. And sometimes, Paul, I, I think you really don't have a lot of respect for people who are senior citizens like I am, who've been around the block, who've been exposed to sports, big sports fans John, John, all over. John, the I, I will offer this to you, and I'm sure you won't let me finish my thought. But there, there may never have been a call in the show's history that was more off base than this one. Well, that's good, Paul. I'm glad you think you, that. And, and, and that's you know, just, that, that, that makes my point, Paul. No, no, John. You have you're a going, very you're good going to Christmas. make my point here in about five seconds when you hang up. Are you from Missouri? You know who Harry Truman is? Well, yeah, I was about to quote you the famous Harry Truman line. If you can't stand, stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Well, and Paul, you can't you, stand the you, heat, you John. Need to, you need to, Paul, get out of the kitchen and grow up. I said it first. You can't steal my lines. John, John hung up for the record because John is a, uh, I don't really want to diagnose John on the air with a, uh, a liberal arts degree, but I, I think I, I'm pretty capable. And I think anybody out there who's ever taken maybe ninth grade psychology could easily diagnose John's problems. And, and I, uh, in the spirit of Christmas, I, I think we all collectively should, should pray for John and wish him a very happy new year. Jace is in Augusta. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> John, John, John is a, is a, is a freaking nut, dude. I mean, um, first of all, um, and, and second of all, um, I had a couple things I wanted to, uh, um, um, talk to you about. Um, um, I'm looking at our schedule. Uh, you, you know, I'm a dog fan, and, and I was one of the first dogs that called in after you know after Alabama whooped their ass. Um, you know, I wasn't like Dr. Bulldog or you know Daryl didn't showed up. I was one of the first ones that called in and, and said, you know, Alabama kicked their ass. Um, but uh, you know, um, looking at our schedule, I don't think we're going to be. Uh, we're probably ten and two next year. Um, um, is my is my best get uh, guess. Um, and uh, also, um, I want to think. Uh, what, what do you think about us against Florida State? I mean, we're a fourteen point favorite, um, and I think uh, I think Kirby is going to open an ass whooping on them. What do you think? Yeah, I think he will too. And I think part of the problem for Florida State is for all of their bravado, uh, they're going to spend every waking hour complaining, uh, opting out. I mean, one of their top players just opted out of the game. They can't afford to opt, uh, any opt-out. To right, yeah, yeah, C- yeah, Cedric Benson, right. Yeah, so, running back, yeah. Uh, I- I'll be personally disappointed if Georgia just doesn't smack them from one end of the stadium to the other. Well, I, I, I know we, you know, uh, and by the we, way, my we've only got a bunch regret, of players that have that, uh, transfer portal, but, but I, haven't, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard anybody that has opted out yet. I mean, you know, not Bowers well, or, you know, Kendall Milton or anybody like that. Uh, Kirby's kept a, a lid on on that pretty good. I, I just, uh, 
I just hate that I'm not going to be on the field because I'm going to be on the other coast. But I would love to be at that game and watch that. Bill is up next. Hey, Bill. Hey, Paul. How you doing? Uh, I'm surviving uh, the, the last couple of callers. <laughs> yeah, well, John, uh, I think, would ruin just about anybody's day. Listen, what I called you for. Well, got a book I want to recommend to you. You may already have it. It okay, just came out it? last week. Huh? What, what, what book is it? Silent Calvary, How Union Soldiers from Alabama Helped Sherman Burn Atlanta. Really? And then got, here's the, here's the kicker, and then got Written Out of History. This is by Howell Rains. Oh, my goodness. Oh, is this book just out? Just out. Okay, okay. Um, I am going to. Uh, when I've, okay, I'm glad you told me uh, because I, Hal is somebody I've become, I've known him for 40 years, but in the last couple of years, he has really uh, been, become a very close friend, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I think we're going to, if we can get Hal on the show, uh, you gave me a great idea. Boy, that, that'd, be, and, that'd uh, be great. Uh, yeah. I did not realize the book had been out until, until last night. A friend of mine who, who knows I know Hal uh, told me about it. So uh, I cannot wait. Uh, you, you've really done me a favor today. Yeah, you, you'll really enjoy this. Uh, my dad worked for uh, the Rains brothers okay. and uh, – we're good friends with, with Howell's dad, and uh, they carried uh, us boys on several fishing trips and camping out and everything up in Walker County and Winston County but before they dammed up Smith Lake and right. cover, covered up our camping spot, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, you will, you will really well, enjoy uh, this read. Yeah, I mean, Hal is somebody that when uh... – I mean, when I was a young reporter, he came back to our newsroom. He started at the same newspaper, and he was with a film crew yeah. from, I don't know, the Today Show or somebody. And, I mean, I really, uh, I could barely talk when he, when he walked in. Uh, and then later, uh, I, I, would, I, I interacted with him. And when he wrote, what's the name of the book he wrote? Uh, uh, I think Fly Fishing Through Middle Age or something after he yeah. – I don't know if that was it or the, the book he wrote after he left the New York Times. I cannot remember. Um, he came into our studio. Whiskey Man. Yeah, he, he wrote My Soul is Rested, Fly Fishing Through Middle Age. My Soul is Rested is, uh, is an epic uh, recapturing of the civil rights movement. Um, yeah. One of the most uh, – yeah. about a year and a half ago, I got in the middle of something, uh, and I, I leaned on him for some pretty serious advice. And uh, it was a side project. It wasn't anything, uh, you know, con concerning this job. But it was a project that I was in the middle of, and I couldn't decide whether to do it or not. And we we went back and forth for a couple of weeks, and he was invaluable. Uh, and I know he was yep. he was close to the end of that book, but I did not realize he had finished it. Yes, he he did. Uh, and uh, I, I heard about it the other day, and uh, I. Jumped online and, and okay. found you one just, in Birmingham. Uh, you just gave me and, and uh, a book to read on the flight to L.A. next week. Yeah, yeah. The name of the book yeah. is uh, "Silent Calvary: you, How you, Union Soldiers from Alabama Helped Sherman Burn Atlanta and Then Got Written Out of History." What a fascinating story! The book yeah. Uh, is yeah. literally just out. I think. Yeah. 
the first few chapters where he's talking about his, his family and his upbringing and everything and get into the meat of this, you won't put it down. Yeah, no, um, it's, uh, I can't wait. Uh, you've, uh, you've saved my day. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Hey, thank you very much. And we're, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get Hal on the show and, uh, and talk about it. We don't do a lot of books, but, well, we do some books, but the, it's that time of the year when we can go a little bit off the beaten trail. Do we, have we missed a break here? Yeah, I feel like we have. Uh, after John, I was so shook up, I, I couldn't think straight. I just, I kept, all I could see was, were butterflies in my head. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back in. Marvin is up next. Hey, Marvin. Good afternoon. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, Paul. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm getting by. Ah, uh, no, you're going to be just fine because hey, most of the people out here got your bag. I don't you. believe in that caller, or whatever his name, Jay from like Missouri or whatever. To, that's that's show me things up. You know? Pardon me? I said, we're going to have to go to war against old John from St. Louis. <laughs> uh, I don't think he knows where he's from, but I believe he's a show me state. You got to show him. He doesn't believe anything anybody says, but that's how that goes. I just wanted you to know, we got you. We enjoy you. You Thank have been you. excellent broadcaster and, you know, entertaining myself, my father, and when he was alive, you do a great job. Do not ever let somebody like that get your spirit down. How, how long have you been without your dad? Uh, since 2015. Mm. Yeah. Wow. yeah, you've been a part of our daily viewing and listening for a long time. And, uh, you know, I'm from Huntsville, Alabama, so you know I'm a Bama fan, you know, North Alabama. Well, I, I appreciate, uh, <coughs> Marvin, uh, you having my back. Uh, I, oh, I, oh I me and many other fans. You're, 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 not, you know, you're not alone on this. You're, you are never alone in this. You know, you're going to have your adversaries out there, but, you know, they need to watch your mouth. Okay, well, that means a great deal. Thank you for saying that. You have a great day now. Okay. Take care. Talk to you soon. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. John is up next in Coleman. Hey, John. 
Oh, before I get to my point, um, you know, this 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 guy from St. Louis, it, since I was probably nine or ten years old, I've been calling in on on shows. It's a sickness that we all have. You know, my my dad bought me a a two way radio and and I would listen to seven hundred WLW out of Cincinnati and, and call that AM station and uh, you know Jim Rohn and so many people Jim Rohn and uh, Paul, you give more grace to callers than anybody ever in this in this profession. I promise you, if you want to get if he doesn't believe it, just call a Jim or a Colin or anybody on the college uh, XM and, and watch how fast you get cut off after you make a point that they don't agree with. But, like, you've made a living out of putting people on this show like I, man, and so many others that you've disagreed with them almost every day of the week. You know, you've, you have uh, – and, and I dare any of these programs – to ever say they've made household names out of callers like you have. If you're in the state of Alabama and you say the name Tammy, or you say an Updike or a Real Town or a Jim, you know, so many of these names that you've given a voice to for so many years, and you would go to the mat with these guys. And uh, so, you know, they could say what they want to about your program. But you not giving a voice to people have a, who have opposing views. This moron from St. Louis has not been listening to this show long because for the for thirty plus years, Paul, you've been arguing with people on the radio. Am I wrong? Uh, listen, you're right. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's what I, I've been unabashedly uh, complimentary, saying that we wouldn't be here without the audience. Hundred percent, man, and it's it's. Uh, you know, like I said, you've you've given a lot of people voices and opposing views, and it's been fun. It's, it's it's why it's so entertaining because it is a roller coaster, and there's there's opposing views and there's arguments, and it's a lot of fun. But point I wanted to make today, you know, Paul, it wasn't long ago. I'm talking about just a few weeks ago that these arrogant George. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.